to a brand new episode of Virtual Coffee. My name is Alexa Collier, and on this podcast, I interview early career professionals and small business owners. I provide them with the platform to share their stories and advice and experiences. With me today are the founders and owners of Nightcap It, Shira and Michael Bernard. Nightcap It sells products to help protect people from drink spiking and specifically to help protect women in college. Nightcap It has won multiple awards, including Florida State University's Innovation Challenge, Tallahassee Startup Week's annual pitch competition, FSU's Turkey Tank, and FSU's Jim Moran Micro Grant. And Nightcap It has also been featured on various media outlets. Uh, now, before we dive into Shira and Michael's story, I'd love if you could rate and review the podcast on the Apple Podcasts app. You can also listen to Virtual Coffee on a multitude of podcast apps such as Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, etc. We really appreciate your support. And you can also find Virtual Coffee on social media on Facebook and Instagram. It's at Virtual Coffee Podcast. Now let's dive into Shira and Michael's journey. Welcome, Shira and Michael. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. Thank you for having us. Of course. I'm so excited to dive into your journey. And I'd love if you could first describe Nightcap's mission and what your company's all about. So our company's mission is to provide women tools for personal protection and empowerment. And our first product, Shira can explain what it is. So our product, Nightcap, is a scrunchie that can be worn on your wrist or in your hair. And when you go off to the bar, you pull out a cover that's placed inside of a pocket within the scrunchie and the cover goes over your drink in order for you to protect yourself from being drugged. And then there's a straw hole in it where you can put a straw in and drink from it with some peace of mind. Can you use your product multiple times or is it a one-time use? Yeah, so our product is reusable. You just throw it in the wash and- Oh, nice. um, Yeah, it's bathing suit material. It's very easy to deal with and it's very convenient as well. Very cool. I I love that mission of providing women with tools for protection and empowerment. Such a powerful mission. Do you ship your products all across the U.S., internationally? Where do you ship? In March, we were able to launch uh, worldwide shipping because we had a ton of demand. We haven't done any marketing outside of the U.S., but because of TikTok, uh, mm-hmm. We've been getting exposure all around the world, and we've actually sold to, I believe, 16 different countries now, aside from the U.S. and all 50 states. So Wow, all 50 states. That's awesome. Congratulations on that. That's incredible. So speaking of, you know, doing doing marketing and everything as it relates to a, to a small business, I'd love if you could walk us through the journey from when you first had the idea for Nightcap to kind of where you're at now with the business, what does that journey look like? So the process has actually taken about a year. I came up with this idea back in February, I believe. Of, of la- It's probably been a year and a half of last year. Okay. So from when I came up with the idea to now, it's been yeah a year and a half. I came up with this idea because my friend went off to college and this happened to her when she was at a bar. She put her drink down and a guy came and spiked it. So I wanted to come up with something so that this wouldn't happen to anybody else. And I basically slept on it because I came up with it in a dream. (laughs) 
That's and awesome. when I woke up, yeah, and when I woke up, I went to my mom's closet and I grabbed her pantyhose and a scrunchie and I cut them up to make the first prototype. And that's kind of where Nightcap was born. So Shira started working on it. Uh, you know, they got a logo. They had their original prototype. They filed for a provisional patent. And I was still in school. I was actually a political science major. My goal was to go to law school. Mm-hmm. And I came home for the summer and I saw her prototype sitting on the dining room table. And it didn't look the best at the time, but I saw her vision and I saw a need for the product being a college student for the last four years. And I decided to dedicate my summer to going and making this product a reality with her. And it just kind of exploded from there. And here we are. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. And did anyone else help you along this journey, like with the logo, creating the website? Because there's so much that goes into launching a business. Or was it really the two of you driving this forward? I think it's important to know that we got help throughout the journey here. Mm-hmm. We have no business background, but we weren't afraid to ask people for help. Um, this includes like, yeah, like the logo we asked for help for manufacturing. We knew people. Obviously, we knew nothing about manufacturing going into mm-hmm. it. Um, and we had no business experience, marketing experience, none of that. Uh, so we found a, I know I was calling, I was. I started calling factories everywhere. Like, I was like, <laughs> can you make this? Can you make this? Yeah. And you know, a lot of them said no, because they just do clothes. And it is a piece of clothing, but it's not something anyone's ever created before. It's very mm-hmm. unique. Uh, And I finally got this one company to recommend me to another company. And after we had like five versions of prototypes, we were able to send like our best one over to them and they kind of perfected it for us. And then we took that and we, and we, I I hired a consultant in uh, Dallas, Texas. Mm. He went around getting quotes for me at different factories and from the, and we found a factory and then we started our first production run, but we've had help from so many different people like uh, yeah. Florida state university, the entrepreneurship school there is like been... the people we've asked for help are countless. And we mm-hmm. are really grateful for all of them because without them, we wouldn't be here. It's, it's really important to be able to fill in your knowledge gaps with uh, people that can help you. Yeah, definitely. And it seems like you guys just kind of made it happen, right? Step-by-step step as oh, now we need manufacturing. Now we need to make a website. Now we need to make a logo. You just leverage your network and find folks to help you out, find the experts in those areas and you just get it done, right? (laughs) That's actually pretty much exactly how this business went. We kind of just took it step by step and- It was very scrappy. It it was was scrappy, but it worked, so. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, you can't wait for perfection, right? You'd probably be waiting years to launch. And, And then sometimes you do something and- you know, we, we, our budget was very, very small. So for example, we went and made our own website. And then once we had the budget, we went and, and hired a professional company to go and build a, you know, professionally optimized e-commerce site. So like, you know, you start somewhere and then you just keep building and building and building. Uh, even if you have, you start off with very little. Right. Continue to evolve and experiment. Yeah. That, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. And so you mentioned you don't have business experience prior to founding Nightcap. And you mentioned some advice, like not being afraid to ask for help, uh, evolving along the way. Do you have any other advice for those wanting to start a small business who might have an idea and and not know where to start? Any other advice come to mind? So my advice would be to take your time and 
plan your go-to-market strategy and make sure you know that there is a market for either the product or service that you want because when you go in like you're going all in right you're mm-hmm. putting all your effort all your time and it's probably going to cost more money than you think it will i i thought oh maybe it'll cost like ten thousand dollars to start this it it was a little more than that <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> You know, it, it, that's that's probably the most important thing. Just make sure you're. This is something you want to do. Make sure there's just something people want, and that you're gonna dedicate your time and money to it. I would say, piggybacking off of that, that you should definitely find the market before going straight into the business. Make sure that people have like want your product or, you know, whatever you're selling before going all into one thing because you don't want to be disappointed and my other piece of advice was just to emphasize what we said earlier about asking for help because it is important and you're not going to know all the answers when you have a business especially if you're a young entrepreneur people are people really want to help you it's it's, uh, for our for us being young and the product itself you know it's like because it's the product to help people and we're Mm -hmm. young there's people who were who we reached out to they had open arms that were very happy to help us. And it helps to have that amazing mission, right? Like you said, your product is to help people. So who who wouldn't want to volunteer their their time to help you out? Exactly. Um, awesome, awesome advice. And I'm curious, speaking of making sure it's a product people want, how did you ensure that? Did you user test it with friends and family? Did you just ask around? How did you make sure uh, there was a need for this product? When we started this business, the first thing we did was take a survey with 100 women, 18 to 25. 26% of those people said they had their drink spiked, while 75% of them said they were worried about having their drink spiked. So we knew that there was a market for this product. In addition to this, alcohol.org, which is a nonprofit um, resource center, they, they report that 56% of women have had their drink spiked. And when we saw this, it was just reassuring that we knew there was a problem and we, we knew we had to fix it. And I, yeah, I think that validated the problem for the product itself. It's probably more of a hindsight thing because I, I think mm-hmm. we kind of went straight into it. Like we knew that we knew there was a problem. I don't think, I don't think we validated our product before we started, but I would definitely, I think we kind of got lucky on that end, but I would definitely recommend doing that because you know if it it flops it would be very disappointing (laughs) (laughs) yeah i like how you stated that how perhaps the upfront research is more to validate that the problem you're assuming exists actually does exist which you did through that survey and through leveraging external data and then once you have the solution you can't really test that until you have it, right? So you probably yeah. tested that that prototype out and then started to get feedback and evolved it and whatnot. And where are you hoping to take Nightcap in the business? What are your goals for the business? Do you have ideas for future products? Uh, just curious where your minds are at for the future of Nightcap. We want to license Nightcap to a woman's clothing or beauty brand. Ooh. That's that's one option, but uh, for now, uh, we're looking to really go after universities, and obviously, you know, campuses are closed. But we want to go for universities, like student government association, Greek life especially, and then we want to be able to sell it to bars, clubs, music festivals, women's organizations, all that type of stuff. So we've really only started with the e-commerce side, you know, direct mm-hmm. to consumer, 
but there's so much opportunity. We've even had we've had the direct the marketing director for one of the largest SEC schools reach out to us, and they're interested in wow. uh, purchasing them for their students. So this is something that once COVID is is gone, we're, like we really held back on that end. We we have mm-hmm. done some you know bulk orders and stuff for people who reached out to us, but we really haven't done that you know go door to door and and make sales type of thing because we're just kind of holding back. No, that's fair. That makes sense. I mean, COVID's put so many things on pause. Um, but it seems like in the future, hopefully near future, it's more you would sell bulk to the universities and then they would hand them out to their students. Is that what you're thinking? Yeah, so that's the easiest way or that's the best way to make this product the most accessible to mm-hmm. those who need it, we think. Um, and we actually just had a fraternity by a thousand of them. To, wow. To, they're going to give them out to all the sorority girls on their campus. Yeah. Uh, this is a really big deal. We've also uh, had uh, demand from college care packages, which uh, I guess people buy um, certain packages and it would come with things that you'll need for, I guess, your freshman year. And I, they want a nightcap to be put in there. So I think that's a pretty good idea. And 70% of our customers are from ages 18 to 24. So mm-hmm. it's like really, I mean, just marketing on college campuses is the number one thing. Right. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And even like starting with the universities, it seems like there's so much room to grow there, right? Like fraternities, groups on campus. Um, I know, you know, my my college had a group like dedicated to this kind of mission of preventing drink spiking and like sexual assault at parties and stuff like that. And yeah, starting with the colleges and universities and then who knows where where it'll go from there, right? Maybe nightclubs would purchase this for for their attendees i don't know that's that's awesome yeah no we've had interest from nightclubs it's it just you know nothing's open so right yeah that yeah no one's no one's out at a club drinking right now (laughs) that makes sense awesome so turning to the two of you i'm curious where you see your future so uh seems right now nightcap is the focus uh do you personally want to expand into other opportunities i think Michael, you mentioned you were going to go to law school. Is that correct? So that was, I was planning on doing that, but I mm-hmm. really found a passion for business while I've been doing this. And I actually got into Florida State's MBA program, and I'll be doing that on the side of doing that cap starting in about three weeks. Awesome. Congratulations to you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm, the MBA program, I, I think, will really help you know, me manage the business, and then it'll also help in the future for anything that comes after. I think that I don't exactly know my future plans because (laughs) I'm only going to be a freshman this year uh, at the University of Tampa. And I'm, as of now, majoring in entrepreneurship, but it could change. I do see myself working on Nightcap on the side when I'm a student there, but I think that eventually I'll want to maybe start another business or go totally down a different path. So I don't really know. Yeah, no, that that makes sense for both of you. I mean, being so young, there's still so much room to go down different paths, right? And either way, this is such an incredible experience to have under your belt, (laughs) just the opportunity to launch a business from the ground up and and see the success of it. I mean, right there. That's, that's a huge success. That's incredible. Thank you. So, so kind of switching gears a little bit. I, I love this question about work-life balance. So I'm curious from both of your perspectives, 
between running a business, going to school, whether it's, you know, just going to college or finishing school, applying to an MBA program, with all you have going on, what are some of your best practices for balancing work and life and and other passions? Because I know from running a small business, there's, I'm sure, always stuff you can be doing, right? 24-7, weekdays, weekends. How do you how do you put a pause and still enjoy life as well? Okay, so I have two really big things for this. Uh, number one is I keep a running list of every single thing that I need to do, and I have it down by. So I, I actually just you know a lot of people use calendars and stuff. I actually just have a Word document, and I put like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for like the next week, and I write down every single thing that I want to do on each day, and you know, I, I just start going through it every day. And then if I find that, oh, I don't have time for this, I look at the list. I'm like, okay, when else can I do this? And I move it to a certain day. And that kind of allows me to keep my sanity, uh, <laughs> when, especially when it gets really busy. And, you know, if you don't write stuff down, you will forget it, especially when you get really busy. And that's number one. And then Number two is just organization. It's kind of the same thing, but organization. You know, I we have tons and tons and tons of people that are interested in bulk orders, for example. And I write down every single person who who emails us. I put their email down. I write how interested is this person? How many are they looking for? Um, and you know, what what do they want them for? And when should I reach back out to them if I don't hear from them? Or if did I already follow up with them? Should I follow up with them a second time? So, I, you know, I have a list of like 50 different potential wholesale orders that I keep mm -hmm. that I want to follow up with. Um, and then, you know, some of them are, oh, I need to follow up with them after coronavirus because, you know, their right. place that they have is not open yet. So a lot of that stuff, just writing everything down and making sure you have it. It keeps your sanity and you'll <laughs> miss a lot less things. <laughs> For me, I would say I would say set your priorities. And if you really want to make this happen you should really like take a, a broader look at things and say, okay, am I going to go to dinner with my friends or am I going to work on what I have to do for my business? Because in the end, you're only cheating yourself. And if you want to make it happen, then you're the only person stopping you from doing that. So that's, that's what I would say. Yeah. Both great pieces of advice. I, I, it seems you both have very, organized minds. I love it with, with the lists and always keeping track of things. I do that as well. And I love Shira to your point of setting priorities and it doesn't mean you can never go out to dinner with your friends. Right. But maybe right. instead of going twice that week, you go one time and yeah, give yourself exactly. some time back. Know yeah. when to do what. And I did the yeah. same thing in school with, you know, homework assignments. And I think that's what helped me really like do well in school, just mm -hmm. stuff like that. Yeah, me as well. I, I need to write everything down. Otherwise, it's it's not staying in my brain. I will forget about it. So I have so many Google Sheets, Excel Sheets, lists. Yeah, totally, totally with you guys on that. <laughs> I, a question that just kind of popped into my mind, going back to Nightcap, I'm interested in knowing who would be your dream buyer, whether it's you know that women's clothing brand or a beauty brand or a university, like who if they contact you, you're like, yes, we, we've reached the top. Um, there's different, I guess there's different answers, like depending on the market. Initially, we were really big fans of Sarah Blakely. Are you, fam are you familiar with her? I'm she, not. She's the, she's the creator of Spanx. Okay. And 
basically her, we, we thought it was just ironic because her Instagram bio was, I never leave my scrunchie behind, believe it's my calling <laughs> to woman's empowerment. And we were like, wow. all these things just line she up. She also went to Florida State. Uh, and then her product is also made out of spandex. And there's but there were just a <laughs> lot of weird things that lined up. And and also she gave what was it half her, her uh, net worth? She dedicated half her net worth to helping uh, or yeah, helping female entrepreneurs and, and oh, wow. entrepreneurship. Yeah. And oh, also she created her original prototype out of she cut up pantyhose, which was really fun. Oh right. That's mm -hmm. what she did. Yeah, it was just like so, so odd that everything just lined up like that, and we were like, wow, this. But this is as crazy. for like a buyer, um, you know, there's places like Con Air for like women's. Uh, uh, hair products and stuff mm -hmm. uh, even like just like a retail brand I guess like a forever 21 type of thing and then there I mean yeah the actual like a company that sells scrunchies you know they could take this they could take this product and and rename it something else like a scrunch like something more along the lines of scrunchy like scrunchy safe or something that mm -hmm. fits with their thing and then also liquor companies like we would love to be able to slap like a Bacardi logo on it and and have them give out tens of thousands of them all over the place and it shows that they care about women's safety and uh they get their product they get uh their mar their logo on every drink that it's used on mm -hmm. so yeah lots of different opportunities yeah for sure i mean hey let's let's manifest it right here it's gonna happen <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no yeah. that's that's awesome what i love so much about this idea and this product is like you're saying, there's just so much room for growth. Like you can yeah. partner with so many people and it doesn't mean you need to just sell the business to one person or one company. Like you can partner with influencers, owners of companies that, you know, relate to yours, liquor companies, universities, just so much room there, which is awesome. That's so, it's so great to have. I think it's one of the most unique promotional items ever created because right. You know, it, there's what other promotional item shows that you care about women's safety. I think it's a huge opportunity for any liquor company or, or brand that wants to make a statement. Exactly. It's a win-win for whoever you work with. That's yeah, so awesome. I love that. And I love that this idea all came from a dream. Like it just, yeah. just one night, you know, and look where you are now. It's uh, just so awesome. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> so my last, you know, big question for, for you both is, in this moment, I'd love to know what your proudest accomplishment is. Now, it, it can be nightcap or it doesn't have to be related to that either. Um, and it can be from, you know, five years ago or from yesterday. Just right now, what would you say is your proudest accomplishment? So for me, it would be probably winning FSU's Innovation Challenge. It's their largest pitch competition. There was over 60 companies and pretty much all of them were entrepreneurship majors or business majors. And I went in there and I beat all 60 of the companies and won $10,000 just a few days before everything closed down. And it's just, uh, you know, as, as a political science major going in there, it felt really satisfying <laughs> to, <Yeah. laughs> I don't know, just kind of just, it was a big win. <laughs> Michael is being extremely humble right now, but I would just like to point out that he actually has won all pitch competitions that he's participated wow. in. Wow. Um, for me, though, I would say that my proudest accomplishment is actually going through with this product because I've heard so many people say, oh, my God, I've thought of something and I wish I did something with it. Like countless people say that. And it's like, OK, well, do it. 
Yeah. You know, like it's actually some it's a, it's another thing to actually go through with something. Ideas are cheap. Right. Doing it much more impressive. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I mean, well, congratulations to you both and those are are both extremely incredible accomplishments and I think your story just shows that you can just do it, right? And you don't need to be a business major. You don't need to even have a college degree. I mean, Shira, you're you're just graduated high school and it's just you can do it, right? You have an idea, just try it out. And of course, sure, you could you could fail, it could not happen, but try something else, evolve it, experiment with it. Just get it done. Trial and error is the key. I even had I even had one judge come up and say I gave you a perfect score and I've never done that before. Wow! Was wow. Like, I I couldn't understand it because I have like I just kind of winged it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What what skills do you feel you're learning along the way? I mean, Michael, it seems perhaps you had some public speaking experience, but winning the pitch competitions that's more than just having a good business idea, right? You need to compel your audience and convince them that this is the winning idea. I had no public speaking experience. Oh, wow. It's it's been a lot to kind of just push myself with that because you know we went on we went on Fox Business Live National Television just like really abruptly um, and that was you know very nerve wracking and then four pitch competitions I've never really done any public speaking before so yeah everyone thinks <laughs> Michael's done public speaking. Someone asked me if I've done acting. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Uh, I think definitely our communication skills are Mm -hmm. much, much better than they used to be. And I also think that like with the media that we did, like the local news and stuff, I definitely had to step out of my comfort zone. And yeah, it was it was just a different scene for me because I am not I'm not I'm not a a television. (laughs) Yeah. In terms of like learning things, though, I think that was the original question was, yeah, I found so many different interests within entrepreneurship because, you know, you deal with everything, right? You deal with legal marketing, product development, finance stuff like so there's so many different aspects when running a business. I've become really, really interested in the psychology of marketing and like Mm -hmm. the data analytics behind it, like just going in your Google analytics and seeing where your customers are coming from and what percent are converting and what percent are converting from what platform and what ads do better than other ads. I'm so in my MBA, I'm going to be doing a a focus on marketing because I think it's just like so fascinating how it works. Yeah, it's a great point you bring up in that in a business. I think we spoke about this earlier, but there are so many paths you can explore. Like marketing really piqued your interest, but someone else could have a small business and just love the finance aspect. And who knows where that takes them in life. And there's countless areas that that you can hone in on and master. Really, Yeah, you, you might find a real passion for something else that might be a small part of your business that you might want to move forward with in the future right. after you're done with it. I want to say that I give major points to all the TikTokers out there. <laughs> I started to produce a lot of content on TikTok and I guess Instagram, but TikTok especially is very, very hard to come up with content and I give them credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for you guys though, for leveraging all the platforms out there, right? And knowing what's popular and and not being afraid to dive into the world of TikTok. That's, yeah, yeah, TikTok yeah. has been a huge huge opportunity for our brand unfortunately when this podcast comes out it might not even exist i know i was gonna (laughs) say is it shutting Um, down (laughs) yeah so yeah that's definitely gonna hurt but you know we're doing our best to bring over our 
yeah. to transfer. We, we think we can replicate the same success on other platforms mm-hmm. that we do on TikTok. For sure. And that's why you you make sure your brand exists on multiple platforms, right? Instagram, yeah. Facebook, TikTok, because if one of them shuts down, you have the other platforms. Sure. And I'm sure something will replace TikTok, right? They, there's someone will come up. I heard there's some Instagram thing coming out next mm. week. That's almost like an exact replica of it. I, I don't, I don't know for sure, but I, I think it's called Reels. Since March, I believe we took a survey, and about sixty percent of our sales were from TikTok. Oh wow! Which is a big, big amount. A- um, you know, one, what we got really lucky because I think that one, someone from TikTok went to our Facebook page a few weeks ago and shared a post from November, like right when we, the product wasn't even out yet. Mm. And we just had prototypes of it. And someone shared the post about a month ago. And that post now has about 30,000 shares. And we wow. went from 150 followers on Facebook to 9,000 in like wow. two or four weeks. So now we have that to work with. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's yeah, crazy. Like, our, we really, our, our, our company was really born and raised on TikTok, but it, I guess it's time to... <laughs> transfer over to other platforms and, and really expand the bulk order side once we're able to. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, all it takes is one viral post, right? And you get yeah, so, so much growth yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Well, speaking of social medias, where can people find you and Nightcap on Instagram? What's your website? All your social media, shout them uh, out. Our website is nightcapit.com. Our Facebook, all TikTok, Instagram is nightcapit. Yeah, so the product's called Nightcap, but all of our social media is Nightcap. It TikTok is our biggest platform. If it still, if it still exists, <laughs> uh, you know yeah. we have like seventy-seven thousand followers on there, um, and then I guess Facebook is our second biggest. And so that would be Nightcap, and then IT at the end if anyone okay. can hear that. And if you want to find me, I'm Shira Bennard, but you probably can't spell that, so <laughs> take your best try. Yeah. I'll put it in the uh, description. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, mine's Michael Bennard. I don't know. You can have me on LinkedIn or something. Perfect. <laughs> awesome. I will. I'll have you on LinkedIn after this. Awesome. Oh, well, is there anything else top of mind? Um, anything else you want to leave our audience with uh, before we sign off here? Follow your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> Just do it, right? <laughs> Just do it. Well, Thank you both so much for speaking with me today. I loved hearing your your journey and I'm leaving feeling very motivated and very inspired to just freaking do it. Just get it done. Um, but yeah, I, I hope everyone listening checks out your product and at least gives you some support on social media. But I can't wait to see where you take this business and I know you'll just grow from here. There's only one way up, right? So really looking forward to hearing all about your future successes. And thank you so much for speaking with me today. Thank you for having us. Thank you.